Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, um, well, I know I say it every week that I've got a good episode. They're all good episodes coming on, but what a story this next guy that we've on the show today uh, has. Just absolutely, I was just by chance, uh, a friend of mine, I was like, send me people that have inspirational stories or that you think would be good to get on the podcast. And he sent me a list of different like athletes, you know, people who have started like incredible businesses and different things. And for some reason, this person just stood out to me. So I, I went in, had a little bit of a look and done a little bit of research on his background and it was too good to not have him come in straight away. So I reached out and thankfully he was free to come in and speak to us. Um, the guest is Jerry Redmond. Now, to a lot of you might not know his name, it might not be familiar, but he's doing some really incredible things in our community. Um, he's launched a campaign called Prison to Pro. It is as it sounds. He spent, met, I think, nearly two decades in a life of crime, um, drug, addic- uh, drug addiction, um, and just basically leave, leading a life that, you know, nobody wants to be leading, I suppose. He ended up in prison for two years, and during then, went through this bit of this transformation. And when he came out, started from scratch, complete beginner, um, competing as a triathlete. And in literally since 2016 to now, he's gone on to just smash incredible records and is a professional triathlete. And he's now gone back into the community, into prisons, into schools, uh, doing podcasts like this with me um, to talk about Prison to Pro and basically just talking about his experience, his journey and helping to inspire a new generation of children and adults to, to change their life. Um, a really, really inspirational story. Um, and the first time I've actually had someone um, in the first exchange chair that I hadn't met before and that I really didn't know too much about. So without further ado, I'll let you um, just listen to his incredible story and try not and cry because I, I cried many, many tears during this one. But um, try not cry and get through it. And if you, you know, if it resonates with you, if you enjoyed it, then please share it. Because as always, every week, we just want to get uh, the first exchange out there and give us a like on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you're on Instagram, you can check out Jer's uh, social media. It is at JerRedmond5 on Instagram and at Redmond underscore Jer on Twitter and search the hashtag Prison to Pro. So without further ado, this is Jer Redmond for the first exchange. Welcome, it's Jer Redmond. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks very much for having me. I'm very excited. You're the first guest that I have in that I've never met before. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I know everybody. First thing for everything. <laughs> uh, how's things? Great. Yeah, all good. Well, super excited to get you in because um, 
I was telling you a friend of mine, I was like, send me interesting people. I want to like expand who I get on and I want to start getting people in that I don't know and I don't know a lot about. And he sent me your profile. He's like, this guy is amazing. Why he's after achieving in such a short space of time. And as soon as I hear achieving short space of time, I'm like, yep, bring him in. What's going on? So um, obviously then I, I found out about this prison to pro campaign that yeah. you've sort of launched and you're kind of all about. Um, take the floor. How yeah. did this get going? Like, what a story in three years. Yeah, so look, I'd probably have to go back a little bit. Go like, back. I have a big story, but I'll go back a small bit into uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. So I was a kid, I was a, I grew up in Darndale, mm-hmm. uh, in the north side of Dublin. And I always dreamt about being a soccer player. Right. What as, team? as every kid does, you know. Liverpool, you of Liverpool, course. get go out. Go on. <laughs> um, so, you know, as a, as a kid, everyone, I think most boys dream of being a soccer player. And, um, I suppose at the age of 15, a club called Infirmary came to watch me. Yeah. I was playing with St. Clumans and Kulak. And I uh, had a really good good uh, game. And they came down to the house and invited me over for a trial. Mm. Came over for a trial. Uh, they were losing to 3-1. I came off the bench, scored two, laid up the winner. The rest is history. They signed me up. I moved over. Lived on an annex over a pub in Inverness. And started my life as a pro soccer player living the dream living the dream this is the dream that every young young boy that's yeah. into football wants I mean, right I don't know if any of your listeners know but there's one thing dreaming the dream mm. another thing having the dream yeah and wow, yes. living the dream uh, I was out uh, just to give it a run like when you're when you're I was like a, an apprentice footballer mm. so I was washing boots for these superstars and I loved it yeah. <laughs> you know some people tr- sh- put their nose up to that shit yeah. I was loving it yeah. making sure you were right putting them on their uh you know, in, in the dressing room, putting them on where their number was. Mm. You know, just getting to know and learn the trade, like a trade of a soccer player. Like, who, who doesn't want that, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I made that dream a reality on my own. I grew up in a house of chaotic drink, drugs, mm. and, you know, no inspiration in the home. Um, and my dream was destroyed one day when my father committed a crime in Kulak. And... Uh, yeah, so I, I couldn't play football. I was on my mind. So I asked the coach, could I go home? Went home. I had four brothers under the age of eight, four siblings under the age of eight, and an older sister, which was a year older, and a mother that was a drinker. So when I went home, the house was, in, was chaotic. Mm. My father was locked up for a crime he committed, and there was trouble at the house and all that stuff. So uh, I couldn't go back over and pursue my dream. And mm. I began a life as a father, as a bigger brother, to rub salt in the wound. My mother moved out one month later. She's an alcoholic with another man and moved to Liverpool. Left myself, my sister looking at the four siblings under the age of eight. Fucking hell. Mm. How old are you at this stage? 16. Holy shit. Yeah. So, uh, tough times. Tough, tough times. times. Yeah. Took me into a life of crime. I went down the criminal world to get protection and to put food on the table. I went from worrying about putting the ball in the back of the net to worrying about putting food on the table. And I was never involved in criminal criminal activity before that, ever. Always engaged in soccer, sports. And they uh, sent me down the wrong road for about 18 years. And suicidal, low self-belief. Oh, you, know you know what killed me probably more than anything was the fact I couldn't play football anymore because I tried. Mm. And I was no good anymore because my confidence was gone. Yeah. Self-belief was gone. And that killed me. That really, really put me into deep depression like. Because I was so good at football, like, not that mm. I don't like blowing smoke up my own ass, but no, go I, ahead. Was, I was a superstar in my own community, you know, mm. and I proved I went and played 
at a level like a high level coming from there which is really really good like and um yeah it killed me, killed me. I can, you know what I can imagine it can it killed you not only for we'll say having your your dreams taken away from you like that but even if it had stopped there and for whatever reason your dreams are taken away from because something that your parents so the 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 backlash off that alone would be enough yeah to send you into a spiral never mind then having to deal with everything else that was going on yeah do you know what i mean like i can't imagine at 17 coming from a situation where there is no support network to being put into that like i mean like that's that's movie that's hollywood movie stuff do you know what i mean yeah it was like i had it was just so many things thrown at me like in in like a couple of weeks couple of months i was Mm -hmm. like lost my dream had to look after brothers and sisters there was had to get protection because we were under threat it was just like a bleeding barricade of like everything was just thrown at me Mm. um there'll be a lot of people listening that will not be able to relate to that yeah. situation at all and will listen to it and go like, Jesus, like, is that, that's the stuff that we do see on TV yeah. or in movies. And yeah. like, does that stuff actually happen? Yeah. It's very much real, right? Yeah, well, yeah, look, I don't know, like, I, at the time I was deep in it, I was thinking, is this normal, like, you know? Mm. But you're just living day to day. Yeah. You're basically just, like, trying to get through things. You're trying to, I suppose, what's happening? Trying to take it in, like, what the, mm. f- what, what do you do, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just lived day by day, but like, I mean, I started taking drugs because my confidence was gone. I was in with the wrong crowd. I was the wrong crowd as well, don't mm. get me wrong, do you know yeah. what I mean? But, uh, you know, I started to take drugs because I was chasing that confidence I had before. Mm. And that was giving me confidence. Plus, I'd be honest with you, I was taking drugs and I was offloading. Because when I was sober, I wouldn't talk about my problems. Yeah. But when I took drugs, I found myself talking about it. Mm. It was nearly like a counselling session. Yeah. And I started depending on that every weekend because mm. I needed to get out of my chest. The release. You know, and I, and something I wanted to sort of touch on as well. I always used to think that if I admitted I had problems that I needed to go to counselling for, mm. that I was like a hostile case. Yeah. Like I was, you know, and not that I'm disrespecting anybody, I was like part and type. Yeah. That's what I thought. Now, yeah. once I admit that, once I go to counselling, that's where I'm going to go. Mm. So I was terrified of going to counselling and admitting that I was weak. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I never did, and I always took the drugs, I suppose, and that was an outlet for mm. me. Because I said I couldn't follow my dream as a soccer player and I, and I had no longer got the skill set to mm. even play football because of the mind. What was the... the you, you go back there, you, you thought that that counselling or that therapy was for people more privileged or that... What, what was the thought process of... The thought process was, like, if I admit to myself that there's something wrong with me mentally that I need help because I thought that help once you admit I thought once I admit that I need help then I'm weak yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up on medication or you know yeah, I'm gonna end up in a hospital I'm gonna grab me in and say no you you, yeah. you need a lot of help so I, I had that in my mind that I'd be I'd be a worse more serious case yeah so I was a bit terrified to get help in case I was taking mm-hmm. away my family or something. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there was a fear that you wouldn't yeah. be in control of the situation anymore, I suppose. Someone had said, no, he needs help. Yeah. You know, and, and actually put you in the hospital or something. Yeah, no, it's yeah, probably, yeah. It's just a fear thing. Yeah, no, it's fair enough though, isn't it? Do you yeah, know what I mean? I think probably people think like that as well. Like, you know, plus there wasn't, I'd known in my life and no one around me inspired me to be better. No one mm. like, uh, you know, we, look, I had some sort of support with my father's family but they were on the bench support yeah if you wanted yeah. to go down and knock into them they wouldn't tell you to go away they'd fight you in and mm. make you a cup of tea you know what I mean yeah there's no one came around regularly checking up making sure we were following our dreams making sure we weren't you know mm. going down the wrong road or yeah. 
was nothing like that. So, which is like, I mean, it's a fundamental thing for any child. Like, you know, the the uh, the hierarchy of needs will say for for any children to develop into a prosperous adult is, you know, safety and security is like, you know, they're in there. That's taken from you, and, and you know, the rug is taken from underneath your feet. Then it just the the, the options of of where to go are, are are just you know limited, isn't it? Absolutely. I got like a big resentment towards adults then mm. because adults let me down in life. Yeah, they failed you. And um, it was only later on in life I got, I'm married now to my wife Pauline and I don't hug her. I wasn't hugging her, right? Mm. And she was saying, you never hug me. Yeah. What's wrong? But you hug your kids and show your kids lots of love. Mm. So this was going on for a while. So I said, we'll go to the couple of council and yeah. we'll try and iron it out to see what the problem is because I think she probably thought it was up to no good so yeah. I wasn't bugging her so anyway we went down and uh, the counsellor said what's the issue and uh, my wife said he doesn't hug me and the counsellor said to me why don't you hug her and I said I don't actually know yeah. and she said we ever hugged as a kid and I broke down mm. I, I didn't realise that I wasn't hugged as a kid yeah. And I had buried it so far down because it was such a big thing. I buried it so far mm. that I didn't even realise it was there anymore. And when she said that, I brought it all back up. Yeah. I, I couldn't even talk. Like, mm. I couldn't hold myself. I yeah. couldn't believe it. I yeah. broke down so badly. And I'm here crying. I was tearing, like. Yeah. And, uh, but, like, you know, I suppose my point is there's a lot of people out there with buried issues. Yes. Resentment issues. Repressed that trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And they're firing out a lot of negativity out there. Mm. And, um, you know, I suppose true growth comes from getting help. Yes. And identifying an issue, you know, you have to put your hand up. As I said, but my wife was giving out, wasn't hugging yeah. her. I wanted to get the end of that because she deserved a hug. Yeah, <laughs> You know, absolutely. and I didn't want to just ignore the fact. So mm. sometimes you just have to put your hand up and say, you know what? There's no harm getting help. Help is good. 100%. And I've, I've listened to hear that. I have goosebumps because it's... You know, the first thing that you kind of learn when you go to counseling, you go to therapy is that the words, it wasn't your fault or it's not your fault. It takes a, such a huge, massive relief off you that you yeah. sort of understand that maybe the patterns, negative patterns as well, or the emotional traits that you have as adults have been, you know, you've they, they've they've been mapped out for you since you were a child for whatever yeah. reason. And, you know, knowing that the lack of whatever your parents have, you know, will be instilled in you and that it's like a domino effect. Yeah. And once you kind of hear that and you are aware of that, it can be very... Um, you know, it can be very therapeutic, you know. Yeah, definitely. You do. You start growing as a person then. Yeah. Once you identify the situation, like, um, yeah, like I was brought down the bad, bad, I was brought down the wrong road by a bad generation. Mm. And my whole thing now is generation change. I yes. go to prisons and give talks. Yeah. And I tell, I basically speak about generation and mm. uh, hope and that. Um, but to roll forward yeah <laughs> how I'm a pro now if you yeah. want to get to that yeah um, well before we get to that I mean you you did end up in prison and how long were you in prison for so I was in prison for two years mm. yeah 2013 there was uh, yeah there was like drugs found in the house and I got three years suspended for that like to be fair I was involved in criminal activity yeah I was involved in gangs mm. and um yeah, my hands up to that, you know what I mean? So, th there was drugs found in the house. We got three years suspended for that. And the night that that happened, um, there was drugs found in my pocket, say. Mm. Won't get too much into it. Yeah. And I got that sentence just, uh, reactivated. So I got Shh. two years. <laughs> yeah. How old are you at this stage? 
like 33 or something. Fuck. 34, yeah. Mm. Uh, 33, I think it was. So I got two years. So I went to Mount Joy. Mm. Um, what? Told nice me through, place. Told me through <laughs> the feelings or told me through the emotions of one, the realisation that I'm going down and I'm going to prison. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, I mean, Oh, I'll tell you. Are, are you story. are you are you in an environment where you know people are going down? Oh yeah. You know what I mean. Oh, so is it kind of like like oh this is just I'm I'm next. This yeah, is just yeah, yeah, yeah. Inevitable. Yeah. I was gonna it was gonna happen to me at some stage. Yeah, like most of my life growing up, I was around like-minded people like myself. Yeah. Making money from criminal activities, mm. which becomes a norm in the early. Yes. And then you accept it, mm-hmm. and the, and look at inside the houses of people that I don't believe and they will be saying yeah he's just come back yeah. but it's accepted in the area because no one will say on yeah. so it nearly becomes an arm do you know what I mean which yeah. is sad to be fair but um, yeah the first night I was in prison like I mean like I sat there the door shut and uh, I just realised like I was doing exactly what my father done mm. you know my father was in prison and my granddad was in prison so it was a generation thing yeah repeating the pattern yeah and that hit me like and I was like I fought four, four girls and a boy like but the boy came later on but it was four girls at this stage mm. and uh, I used to read my little daughter books every night and I remember sitting there going jeez look I'm, I'm really after letting them down I cried like yeah, I didn't cry because of the fear of prison I cried because of what the emotions of letting my family down mm. and how I felt my father got locked up and here's me doing the exact same thing you know so that hit me in a sense as well but I, do you know what you have to do well all you had to do when I went to prison I had to book up and sort of forget about my family I took pictures off the wall I got into the gym. I wouldn't see my kids in prison because I didn't mm. know any weakness. I wouldn't even take a paracetamol or a toothache. So I went into a bit of a robot mode, which I do a lot. When I'm doing something, I do all right. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was a <laughs> in the criminal world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, An admirable trait, <laughs> even for criminality. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as weird as it sounds. I always yeah. had that sort of soldier fucking yeah. attitude. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where but obviously, if you're getting, you know, if, you're, if you look back from when you were a child getting yeah. signed with the football, do you know what I mean? There was obviously yeah. something there exactly. to come from that, from, uh, you know, very easy to, to achieve that at that age if you've been shown it already yeah. or if your dad was doing it or it was someone in your family. But to go and achieve that from nowhere yeah, exactly. will just show the kind of the mindset you have. There. Yeah, 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 we yeah. always taught that. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sitting in prison in 2016, mm. and uh, like I'm sitting there, and I remember it clearly to this day. And I remember saying to myself, "What the? F- where's my life gone? Mm. Like I'm 25 at this stage or something." And I'm like, "Where has my life gone? Like, this, is this me? Like, is this all I've amounted to?" Yeah. And I literally thought that was it. My life was over. Like, but always. I always had that little boy in my head saying you're a pro when you're a kid mm. you can still be great now it was a small little in, yeah, the, in the car it was a small little one you know but it was yeah. always at me yeah um, it weighed me for years and years and years and I remember that time it happened in 2016 but I still got back out with the criminal activity Mm. This is when you left. Yeah, when I left prison. Well, before we before we go to leaving, leaving, but there's so much I want to ask. Yeah, my yeah, head yeah. is buzzing, right? You, you're talking there. It's very interesting to hear you saying that you didn't want to show any weakness whatsoever yeah. when you were in prison. Talk to me about why that is. Because of the, the 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 situation in the prison, or because you didn't want to be in touch with your emotions, or what what was the reason for just being as strong as possible in there? Because I wanted to be ready for the worst case scenario. Right. Something kicked off. I wanted to be on it. I didn't want to be weak thinking of my kids and then want to be weak thinking of I just had a hug out my kid and then you go back and you're a little like a little deer in headlights. Yeah. I wanted to be strong, look like I'm strong, mm. you know, give off that impression. Yeah. I didn't want to be coming back smiling from a visit with my kids and someone like people look at you and go, Who's he bleeding smiling? 
people like there's different people in prison you have to realize people there were a lot of problems yeah created by other people mm-hmm. which is the same as what happened 90 percent of the people in prison and i know that because i go back and give them talks now are led there by a bad generation mm. they've no choice like they're brought into that like no one wants to be brought up in a bad family with a Absolutely drunk not. father a drunk mother or on drugs or hitting them or neglecting them who wants that like mm-hmm. you think of what choice a kid has when they're brought up into that environment they yeah. become a product of their own environment they become emotionless they've no belief they've no confidence people are too quick to point fingers at people you know that are this, they haven't got good attitude and they're, they're cheeky and they're smart and they're getting locked up and they're in these juvenile mm-hmm. centres but do you know what happens behind that? Do you know what caused that kid to go down that road? Yeah. Do you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And it's not right to be to be pointing fingers, like, mm. because people only point fingers because you don't know where them kids have come from. They're kids, like, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And they need the best... They need they need love and care and... Do you know what I mean? Like, any kid, like... Yeah. And I can guarantee if they got that, they wouldn't be in the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. Nor would I have been. Yeah. So, like, for me, like, it's just... You know, just, it's too easy. I don't like when people point the finger, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that that's um, something that we need to, as a society, you know, because it's very very black and white when it comes to prison and criminality, yeah. where people just tar you with that brush yeah. of you go to prison or you're involved in criminal activity and that's it. That's You're in that box and you can't be a part of this great society that we have gone yeah. because you're a criminal or you're whatever else. And then when, like you're, you're saying, if we look and we break it down, that every negative trait that a person have has every um, mistake that they've made, it, the, it ve- like the, it's so vast fr- yeah. from A to Z, right? It's all um, a result of environment, how you were raised, what you didn't have, what you did have. Um, so when you break it down, you look at it like that, it, you kind of have the, a lot of empathy and a lot of compassion for a lot of people who are in situations like yeah. that. I know I do anyway. Um, I mean, you, you're in there, you're obviously, I imagine that there was some kind of like aha moment when you were in there or did it happen for you afterwards when you got out that you were like, this isn't, you know, what I'm trying to get at is why do some people feel what you feel inside, but then they get out and they go back into the same habits or the same environment and they, they don't really seek out the change that they wanted at some point when they were in there. Yeah, because they've no self-belief, because they've given up on, on mm. adults because they've been led down the wrong road. Mm. With no parents growing up, which gives you no self belief, which gives you, you know, confidence is gone. Yeah. And you believe you're worth nothing because you've just been left alone by your mother and father. They yeah. didn't even love you. Mm. Like, there's nothing worse than that. If, you, if you're not loved by your mother and father growing up, like, it's very hard to, to overcome some confidence and say, oh, I'm going to get a job. And, you know, yeah. like, it's easier said than done. Like, you know, you can tell people, you know, stop going to the pity party, but. Mm. You know, you just you need to believe in people, and people need some sort of. That's why I go back into the prison now, because I remember sitting there. No one ever come back into me and say you can be great again. Yeah. Yeah, you made a mistake, but you know what? You can you can make the choice to change, mm. and you can really start believing yourself. And there's there's help out there if you want help, and it's different routes you can go down. You know, mm. and I go back in and tell them belief. And the reason why I came professional uh, triathlete was for them. Like it wasn't about me. I grew up at training tomorrow for six hours a day to become a pro. Mm. And when I hit that carpet in Barcelona for my pro license, it was for them. It wasn't for me. And, you know, like, it just breaks me hard because mm. a lot of people are let down the wrong road. Yeah. 
And you, you need you need to do you need people to reach back, you know, mm. and show them what you know. I'm looking. I'm obviously you're you you know you're you can see the emotion in yeah. your face. You know, you can see it in your eyes right now that it's something that obviously it's 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 your history, it's your past, and you're you're talking from experience here on it. Um, when you when you did get finally get released, like talk me through how how one goes from you know we'll say being a criminal, being yeah. in prison, to to starting your journey as a triathlete, Ironmans, like what happened there? Right, so I got out in 2016, back into criminal activity for a few months, and then and my son is due in uh, October mm. 2016. So I girls and and I hear I have a boy, so yeah. it's like whoa, <laughs> you know, it's like a dream come true as well, like because I ah the know, poor girls. <laughs> well, you know, no disrespect to them, but you know, <laughs> yeah. when you're looking for a boy, cause, yeah, you know it's. So, you know, I'm not going to say it's a little bit special. They're all special, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm away with my friend, yeah. and he has a little boy, and his boy is far, and I'm we're having chats, some few drinks, and I'm asking him what's it like to have a boy. And he's telling me these little stories, you know. Yeah. And we're having great crack, and uh, two weeks later he died. My friend yeah. died. What? Yeah. So I'm at I'm at the funeral home, and uh, his little boy is there. And he's looking into the coffin, and he's just looking for his dad. And he's just looking for love. He's not looking for any toys. Because, like, a lot of people out there doing criminal activities, selling drugs, whatever they're doing, they think they're doing it for their family, you know? Mm. And this is, the, this is the attitude that you have. My mentality was, I'm doing it for my family. And that's what you're justifying. Mm. No, I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for my family. Not the bollocks. You're not doing it for your family. You're doing it for your own ego. You're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Mm. And, um, and this kid, and I seen this kid looking into the coffin, and I said, and this is no disrespect to my friend. I just said, that's it. Mm. With a son on the way, of kids there, have a, it's no way I'm done. So no, I'm, I'm fucking done with this life. Yeah. There's no way I'm gonna do anything ever again. No way I'm gonna put my kids through that. Mm. And uh, that was it. I made that decision there and then. And I remember I had my head in my hands going, "That's it. I swear to God, I'm done. Like, what's it all about?" That like, was the shock you needed, or that was the yeah, reality that was just check. The moment, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, I'm far, look, look at. Take a negative out, positive. Mm-hmm. I got there was a positive count with my friend's death. I mean, you have to try and see the best in everything, I suppose, Absolutely. which I do now. Like, um, it's an interesting thing that you just uh, brushed on there. Um, in that, not even that world, but I think a lot of people do think that you know the superficial things and material things are what you know, if I buy my children whatever they want or the, this, the new runners or new iPhone and the more they have. And it, in a lot of these situations, you know, it's their absence. They're providing all these things, but it's the, them themselves that's absent. And that's where the problem is going to lie, right? It's not in, oh, I didn't get a new pair of Nikes or I didn't get this, I didn't get that. It's actually them growing up into adults and going like, my dad was just not around or my yeah. dad doesn't give a shit about me or my ma doesn't give a shit about me. And that's where all this sort of negative mindset and all these problems sort of arise from. Definitely. Look at, like, what you're just saying, like, there you go, right? So my kids, I used to buy, like, I'd... I'd never buy them something cheap. It'd be always like an 80 euro skewer. Right? Yeah. My son there a few weeks ago sent my wife out. We went into Vincent de Paul's. He was looking for a skewer. Yeah. Walked into Vincent de Paul's and paid two or three euro for a skewer. Mm. Handed him and he hadn't got a clue. He was delighted. Yeah. Scooting up and down the road. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't give a, he didn't care. Yeah. Didn't know it was from Vincent's. Like, yeah. I, have no, I have no problem telling people that. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not about money for me. Mm. I, don't, I don't care for money. Yeah. I care for my son's happiness mm-hmm. and if I have to go out to Vincent's and buy toys for my kids mm. and not risk 
anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I have yeah. to do that, then I have to do that. Yeah. And that's it. There's mm-hmm. no fine line. There's no me t- touching back in on Christmas going, do you know what? I need a couple of grand. I'm going to go back in and do this. And yeah. That. It's done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. You can't choose that. You, you, mm-hmm. you choose to be done and that's it. Yeah. You can't dip your toe back in. Can I ask you, that's something that I'd like to ask you, and I mean, you don't have to answer it if, if you don't want to, but um, we hear kind of quite a bit that it's very difficult for people who are in criminal activity to actually get out of it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> <how'd> you... <laughs> I have an answer for that. <laughs> how did you manage to get out of it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because well. this is something that I hear quite a bit, you know, with a lot of the kids that, you know, that I meet from different, like, wherever I am. And they say, like, you know, I say, look, knock that on the head. Like, it's only going to leave. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm, yeah. I owe this. I owe that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's a lot of the community that's trying to get them into a say box and they're trying to get them into this that trying to give them a little bit of direction outside I, I of asked me for advice now you asked I'm me asking to for I'm getting the pen out I'm getting the <laughs> <laughs> asked me I asked for advice I give you both to be honest yeah go on um, yeah so for me like and I suppose yeah it's advice as well I suppose so you have to get sober straight away yeah you have to stop taking drugs mm. because if you take drugs you'll continue to owe money yeah you'll continue to create a habit which will be a lot harder to get out then because you know if you have a habit you need drugs yeah that's the first thing I've done I, I was done drink drugs everything fresh I got fresh number one mm. then I then I started doing some sports and mm. then because my son was due I was like I just told the lads look at I'm just going to clear the bills yeah you know I, I didn't say I was out because yeah. you can't just go oh I'm out because yeah. you have to realise that there's people in these in this world that get paranoid mm. start thinking stuff and the last thing you want is that yeah so you just have to play the game it's like going to prison like when you're in prison you have to play the game like yeah if you want something off if you want something if you want to get moved to prison you can't be a bollocks yeah there's a way of playing the game you know a way of playing the system and it's much the same out on the street like you have to play the game and you have to be wise about it mm. you know and i played the game and uh like you have to pay your bills you have to clear your slate like yeah so you just have to get the head down Mm. Get fresh, get sober, still be around them. So you know, they don't think you're just fucking taking the piss. Yeah, do you know yeah. What I mean? So it's a fine line. Like you have to be careful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I do. And I sort of stayed in touch, paid me bills. Now it took me probably fifteen months. Yeah. To get out fully. Now I'd never done a thing from that day when I was in that feeling home. I'd never done a thing to the day I paid all my bills. Mm-hmm. I just got all in, paid all. And then it was a case of like, you know, if they saw it new then, you know, because I yeah. took up the sports and I took up my and had my son. I wasn't really around much. You know, mm-hmm. like, I went from once a week to once a month to once every two months. Yeah. You just fizzle out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And someone else will come in and fill, fill your void. Yeah. And that's what happens. And once someone else comes in, they sort of don't need you anymore. Yeah. You're no longer a NASA mm. because someone else is doing you know, And that's what happens. Unfortunately, now, you know, I'd like to see that happen to someone else come in because I know what that carries. Yeah. But that's that's what happens. Mm-hmm. That's the the life of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You have to be clever. You can't just fall out. Go fuck you. I'm out. I'm done. Like I mean, I'm hearing you talk about it, right? And I'm I'm getting I have a thing in my chest. I'm like I'm I'm sort of like kind of li- reliving what you're telling me, and I'm like I can't even imagine it. You know? Yeah. Like if I have an argument with someone and it doesn't get resolved in the day, I can't sleep at night. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. sitting there going yeah, yeah. like oh, I need to ring them right now. I can't. Two o'clock in the morning. I have to wait in the morning. How this is the thing that I try to get my head around. Do you, do, 
when you're in these positions, do you just become sort of like, you know, emotionally bulletproof, I suppose, where you can't actually think about the, the, how deep you're in, 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 in crime or what ifs or if I don't do this or, you know, like I would have so many questions in my mind. It's like anything, I suppose. You build up a lot of pressure and then you yeah. have to blow off the steam. Mm. And and a lot of people out there that are involved in that do that regularly every weekend by taking drugs. Yeah. And that's what that's what happens. Yeah. And you blow off your steam and you talk about it and you get off your chest and yeah. then you're back mm. back doing the same thing Monday morning. That's what happens. Like you yeah. just blow off your steam. You have to let steam off, and that's what I used to do. So every weekend you go and mm. go for, out for a party, probably out three days. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's steam. not even people from a, you a know a particular um, background. You know what I mean? Like that that we're 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 less off or anything like that. We see that all over the place in culture now. Like people who are in working office making bleeding 60 grand a year mm. their Friday comes they're in the pub then they're on the bag on a Saturday night then they're back yeah. on the drink on Sunday and fresh as a daisy then or they think they're fresh as a daisy going into work on Monday on the outside maybe not on the inside oh, not on the inside they're dying you yeah. know what I mean yeah. whatever is going on like and how many people do that it's a vicious circle violence a lot of people do it mm. like more, more than you even think yeah oh, I just can't understand it like even oh, I used to do it myself don't get me wrong yeah, I'm me not too. pointing the finger but yeah uh, it's a bad state to be in. Mm. Like, what are you walking for? To go and believe and rip? Yes. Jesus, grow up. Like, yeah. walk and save and buy stuff and have goals and dreams. And mm. there's so much to be had when you're fresh and sober. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people, if they had, if they stop the, let's say, the weekend antics, they would realize that the reason that they're so invested in the weekend antics is because what they're doing those five days of the week, they f- absolutely hate it. Exactly. It makes them miserable. And that's why when they get, like, I even see it on my own dad. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, you know, for, forever where, and my dad was like that, he wants to be a footballer. I, I had a, um, when I started, like I left my job and um, I was like, I'm going to do like Fight Connect TV full time. It's going to be this. And he was like, you're never going to make that work. You're never going to make money off that. Like, you know what I mean? You don't be, you're, just get get a bleeding job, blah, blah. And I remember just saying <laughs> to him, Ta, have you ever wanted to be anything in yeah. your life? And I, I was saying <laughs> it kind of like, you know what I was saying? It like to be like real smart. Telling him. <laughs> yeah. Have you, you know what I mean? And he just looked at me. And he was like, was we were at after the wedding and he just looked at me dead in the face, his eyes welled up and he just went, yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not prepared, I'm not prepared for this. And I said, what did you want to be? And he was like, a footballer. I wanted to be a professional Fast. footballer. And he got to a certain level, but it was injury that made him stop, you know? And I swear to God, Jerry, like in that moment, like my whole life flashed before my eyes. Like I just, I forgave him for everything yeah, when I was yeah. a child. Like I felt compassion for him. I wanted to cry, I wanted to hug him. And I was just like, see, there you go. You just don't know what's behind people. You just don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And that's yeah, why yeah, I'm yeah, open yeah. mind to everyone and me. Mm. Because it's after opening my eyes, this whole thing is after opening my eyes to, to different people out there. Yeah. And, I'd never ever judge a person by the you know book by its cover. Yeah. Ever, I'm I'm never do that again. Mm. I've done it before and I've been caught out. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll never do it again. I promise <laughs> to never do it again. I wouldn't even tell you. It was a great story. Come on, like, tell me. Oh. I need to know. <laughs> like so, uh, when I got out of prison, so I always I had this aura come into me and say you have to reach back for the the, the prisoners, you know. After I became go on, it's a, go into that detail there. An aura. Yeah, like. like I, I got something, and I mean this, and I know some people won't believe it, and they can call me weird if you want. Yeah, no, I got this it. thing, came into me when I was out training, mm. after I became pro. Even before I became pro, this happened. And that's why I became pro. Come into me and say, you have to go back 
and help people who have no self-belief, mm. who have no confidence, who was brought down the wrong road in life and you have to go back and show them that dreams exist. Fuck. That's what came into me. And not only that, but I go back to the prisons. I've chills listening to you say that. I've go back, I go back to the prisons to save kids' dreams. And I'll tell you why. Go on. If I save a father or a mother mm. and they get out and be a better person for their kids, their kids might fulfil a dream. Fuck. That's what I go back for. Mm, you're going to make me start crying, That's Jesus why I go back to the prisons. Christ. That's the reason I go back. Oh, to save kids' dreams. And I tell them that, like, that's me opening. When I go mm. back to the, I went to the Dawkins women's prison. Yeah. I'm in Mount Joy, down in Cork, Weefield, Shelton Abbey. I've been in the mall over. Mm. And that's me opening. And, that, and that's why I'm there. Yeah. And if I can save anyone's life, if prisoners' life, they go out. Mm. Their kid has Because that was me. That was my dream. Yeah. And if someone had, it, <laughs> someone had it done that for my family, mm-hmm. I might feel, fulfill my dream. So some, would, some would argue that you are fulfilling your dream. Oh, yeah. Like in now, some way. Yeah. Like, look, I mean, I've, like, even if you had I've come out of prison and had this realisation and this awareness mm. to go back to prisons and to help people in, in the ways you're saying, that alone is enough. Yeah, yeah. Not even mention that you went on to like, you know, do all your triathlons and, and Ironmans and everything. And you you went done that without ever swimming before, right? So do yeah. you have no experience like whatsoever? Never done a length in my life. But um, see, that's why I wanted to become, that's why I set to become a pro, pro mm-hmm. athlete, because I, cause I wanted to hit them on a big stage. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to just go back and say I've done an Ironman. I wanted to go back and say I'm a pro. Yeah. I know I was in prison. Mm-hmm. I know I lost everything. Yeah. And I got it all back. To give them a big thing, you know what I mean? A mm. big dream. Because I wanted to show them that dreams come true. Yeah. And I've proved that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't, I didn't, I had to become pro, like, to give that message. So what is the distinction of a pro in, in your sport? It's just top of the game, like. Right. <laughs> so how long did it take you to get there? Uh, 22 months. Shit. Like, there's people out there that... Wouldn't do an oil man in 22 yeah, months. Exactly. <laughs> You're looking at her. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but like, I don't know. I, you know, I just, as I said to you, I've done it for people that I believe. There's more to it. Yeah. And I've done my first oil man after six months. And uh, at some heart, like, I just got such a great feeling when I finished and I just felt my life was back. And, yeah. And then uh, I decided, because I, I didn't suffer. People tell me in Georgia, you're going to suffer the last on the marathon you're going to suffer because it's such a long day like it's a three point day swim 180 on the bike and a full marathon so people go you're going to suffer like yeah. and I didn't suffer I mm. got stronger as the day went on because I had suffered so much as a kid this sport is not suffering yes I'll bring come on back to when I was 16, 17 when I lost my dream as a soccer player when I lost my mother and father when I had to look at my brothers and sisters mm. and go into a criminal gang to protect people I'll show you suffering yeah Sports not suffering for me, mm. do you know what I mean? So I, t- I got stronger, so I decided to sign up for the toughest Ironman in the world, which is in Land Yeah. Looking for punishment. <laughs> and again, I didn't suffer. I got stronger, done a really good time. And it was then someone said to me, like, you're really good at this. That's that's unusual, like, that time, you know? Yeah. And that boy came back, I was telling you about in the prison. Yeah. You were a pro when you were a kid. You could still do that. Mm. And I was toying around with it, and I checked the time, and I think it was sub 9 told you to do and then, as I said, I was out cycling and this aura come in and said, look, you have to do something. You know, you have to go back and talk to these lads and try and help people. And This is during the race? 
this is now training like okay right and i'm out training like and uh and i couldn't speak so i had mm. to join so i joined toastmasters for eight What's months that? it's a public speaking group no way yeah really? in fingal and yeah wow so it's called toastmasters yeah toastmasters are public speaking brilliant so i couldn't speak so i, I said i can't do it i can't speak this is me having chats with myself yeah. like yeah. Weirdo going down the road, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm not the only weirdo. We all do it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. So anyway, like, uh, yeah. So like, I, I said to myself, right, what am I going to do? And I remember I was in prison. Actually, I'd done a talk in Toastmasters. So that talk back in my head. Yeah. So I joined Toastmasters. So I went around a couple of Toastmasters. That's where the, the story comes in about the the judging the, the book by yeah. cover. Brilliant. Full circle right? here. So Go on. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> weird. So anyway, I'm. Uh, I'm living next door to this fella, and I'm after yeah. being around a couple of Toastmasters, and it's this man lives next door. He'll kill me if he hears this. <laughs> and uh, and um, yeah, so anyway, I'm going to Toastmaster Fingal, which is up the road, right? Yeah. And this man who lives next door to me gets gets into his car at the same time I'm leaving, and for years I'm calling him a weirdo, right? Yeah. And it's terrible, right? And I say to my wife, imagine he's in this fucking car, <laughs> this weirdo, this such a such, right? Lives on his own. You, you can imagine what I'm calling him, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I <laughs> get down, and uh, he's only up there. No I'm like, way. oh, for fuck's sake! And I'm <laughs> like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm not joining this, right? He gets up and gives a speech, and he's only the best leading speaker in the whole place. No, big round. Way. He, Big round of applause. He was unreal. You're joking. You know what I mean? This man was unreal. I'm not messing. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking hell. Like, how could I be so... Why didn't I go back and tell my wife? <laughs> <laughs> he, only, he, only, he only brought me into his house every Saturday to speak. Right? Yeah. So when you see him, he goes, well, and I told him I'm going, I want to go back to prisons. I want to speak to prisoners and tell me a little story. Yeah. He goes, I do a class every Saturday in my house next door to me. Right? So he invited me in. Help me with me talk. Help me with me do my speech and all. Do you know what I mean? And I well, judged them. If that isn't. And I judged them. If that isn't. That, proof right there. Yeah, yeah. What a story. Yeah. So is, he still have, is he still next door to you? Yeah. Lovely no man. No way. Absolute gem. What a story. What, what? <laughs> what a man to live next door to. Absolutely. It was exactly That's very weird, isn't, isn't it? Not? That's isn't it very well? weird. I said that to my wife. That was weird that that happened. That's the big universe. Him. I don't know if you're big on yeah. the universe, but that is... 100%. 100% I am. And he done me, like I went to him for my speech, my first speech in the prison and he pieced it together with me. What? That's weird. They live next door, next door to me. Like. That's so... We, and we thought that as well. So that doesn't happen. Yeah. That's meant to happen. That's that's meant to 100%. be. And you know what as well is, is mad about that is that like you had a, you had and a decision to make in that moment where when you saw him, you could have gone, fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm not going anywhere yeah, near yeah. that place. Yeah. And left and shut your front door and never gave it a second thought and missed out on, you know, yeah. your purpose, my favourite word in this yeah. podcast, or so, what you could achieve or what you went on to achieve. Oh, look, I've had loads of stuff that was meant to be this. That me and the wife goes, that's weird. Like, yeah. That shouldn't have happened. That shouldn't have happened. That should, like, I'm yeah. talking... Not one, two, like loads of stuff. Really? Yeah, lots of stuff. Like. Would you be spiritual? No. Are you into religion? No. At any rate, no. No. Look, I mean, I don't throw my nose to it. Like, yeah. I mean, I'd go to church with my daughter. Yeah. And I would sit there and and, and pray, no problem. But yeah. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. In terms of like the world and like at the life after death and all that, because what's your, where where do you, is your thought process on it? I just think good karma, like you, you get, you give, you give, and you get good back. Yeah. And I believe 
just be as good as you can be mm. and don't cross a line, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I believe in not changing for someone. Mm. I believe in holding myself as who I am. Yeah. And even though you might be arguing with me, mm. I try to keep myself as me. Yes. I'm not lowering myself. Yes. I try that, you know. Yeah. That, that's me method. Mm. Just try and be yourself. That's very, that's a very interesting that you said there because it's one of... You know, I'm really big on reading about energy and people's energy and, you know, um, how, you know, someone's energy, whether like they have a negative mindset or if they're like aggressive, how energy can be picked up and how you can soak in the energy that's around you, shall we say. And stuff like, you know, there are people even with me today that like trigger me. Do you mean they like say something and I get triggered Mm -hmm. and I, I lose who... I want to be and who I am and I go to a place where I don't want to go because of their, yeah. they've sucked me yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's very interesting that you say that, like about, st- that's saying true to yourself and saying, you know, 100%, you have to breathe. You have to breathe, yeah. like, you know, and just stay positive mm. and just say, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And they're toiled to talk or say what you want. Yeah. Let them on. This mindset that you have, did you have that even back when you were like, you say, your old self? Or is this something that you learned through like reading books over the last couple of years or because it's very um, insightful and it's very kind of uh, observant, mm. you know? Yeah, I don't read books. At all? No, I try. I You're actually... very well spoken for someone that like Justin reads. Mm, no, I don't. I, I'm reading one book at the minute, Johnny Mac, a lad from England. He's similar story to myself. No way. Uh, he has a book out. Uh, Iron Man. Uh, what's it? Iron Bars to Iron Man. But he's similar to himself. He got oh, two no, lives. he actually is doing the Iron Man as well. Yeah. Oh, right. No way, he got, Daddy. He got two life sentences for robbery. And a uh, similar story. His friend died when he was in prison and he changed his whole life and he broke all these wrong records in prison. Mm. And when he got out, then he started doing talks as well. Unreal. So he's a bit of an inspiration for myself and similar mm-hmm. stories. But his even his story, I'm trying to read it. Like, and it's very interesting, but... I don't know. Every time I pick up a book, I want to go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, and, to, and back to your, your, uh, your question, like, I don't know. Yeah, I do feel like I have a strong willpower and a strong mm. mindset. Yeah. I suppose I always had, as I said, even when I was in fault and stuff, I had a strong mindset. Mm. And that's, as well, that's me, um, me message when I go back to prisons. Yeah. If you can be in charge of a criminal gang, you can be in charge of a company. Mm, I mean, yeah, that is. You can. That's that should be the title of your book. <laughs> they're, just, they're, just, they're, they're just putting their like they're, they're, they're still good people. Mm. They just have no self belief in going to the real world. Yeah. But they can because mm-hmm. a lot of these are driven people. Yeah. They are like I know mm-hmm. I've met them. Yeah. I've had first hand experience with them. Mm-hmm. A lot of my money driven, but and they run things and I look at it, it's not I'm not backing their up. They run yeah. gangs well, and yeah. they run things well. Mm-hmm. But they can, put, if they can put that into a something business positive, or a company yeah. or something positive, they can be really successful. But it is true, isn't it? Like if you look at, in terms of like if you forget that it's actually if you if you erase criminal gang right and replace yeah. it with something else, it shows like, you know, and you you read all these. Well, I read these articles as well with people that you know have had criminal backgrounds that the initiative I, I suppose they show when doing that is like you know can be channeled into something really really great which is like exactly what you're saying there I right? proved it yeah, yeah I took yeah. up Iron Man mm. and I found that as a passion why was it Iron Man and not you know another sport why f- not go back to football 
Yeah, I had a friend of mine that was doing an Ironman in October mm. and I wanted to be around like-minded people. Yeah. So I went to watch him in Barcelona to support him. Yeah. I said, go out and support you. And I stood there and he came through and there was other people there and he inspired me and I just thought to myself, you know what, maybe I could do that. Mm. So I had a chat with him and he said, look, I'll coach you. So I took her up in 2017. Yeah. And 22 months later, it was a problem. And I never done one length. I couldn't even breathe. I went down to the first, <laughs> my first swim and no goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Did you? Yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> With the hat over my eyes. No, you're joking. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was that yeah, bad, like. Yeah. But I persevered. <laughs> Every day I went back. Yeah. And same on the bike. Like, so I cycled a, a mountain bike for about three months with no shorts. I was in a heap. <laughs> I had boils everywhere. Like. No way. <laughs> but it wasn't about, to be honest, the first time it wasn't about the Ironman, even completing the Ironman. It yeah. was just about grabbing onto something and, mm. and having some passion and some goals and getting some belief back. Yeah. And getting my life back, you know, and proving to my wife and my kids that, look, okay, mm. I'm back. I'm yeah. training. I have a goal. I have a dream. I want to do an Ironman. I want to show you that I'm changed. So it was for change as well, you know, yeah. and to grab onto something. At any point, did your wife along the journey say that you had to change? You know, was it just you made the, the observation yourself? I'm always interested because the we had a boxer in here a couple of weeks ago, Craig, and he, he had a, a similar kind of story in that boxing when he came out was what saved him. But he has his wife or a girlfriend who he's been with throughout it all that's seen him through, you know, his worst times. And I just find it very, it's very interesting that, you know, one, that they've stuck together and that they've kind of gone through. The, and it must be very like for, for the wives and partners of people to stand back and go, Jesus, like, look how far you've come. And like, I mm. never knew, I never thought that you would actually make this change. Yeah. Like my wife struggled, I think. When I made change, she struggled. Yeah. Because she was waiting for me to to go back to not the way I was, you yeah. know what I mean? Which is... It's, it's not very nice, like, and I was mm. ashamed of it, to be honest with you, because what I used to do a lot of the time was, like, I'd be good for a few weeks. Yeah. And then I'd go on the rip, you wouldn't see me for three days. Yeah. It's no way to live, do you know what I mean? It's mm. no way to have a wife or a girlfriend to live, like, mm. on that, thinking, what what's going to happen next? Or yeah. Can't can't have you there, like, can't trust you to be around, do you know what I mean? It's not very nice, like. And um, when I changed, like, she was, it took her two years, she told me, for her to fully know that I'm done. Yeah. Like, no, he's going to go, when he goes out, he's going to come back. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I installed that fear in her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is very nice. Not, I'm not proud of it. But uh, it took her two years. But mm -hmm. she backed me up all the time. She, she, She's chasing my dreams with me, like. Yeah. Like, what a, what a woman, like. I'm telling you. you. I, I would have been long gone. I would have been gone for dust. Stuck by me when I was in prison. Absolutely. That's what I mean. Like, it's it's so, it's it's very admirable. Mm. Like, but that I would like, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If you, if you had a woman there, that would like, you know, it's admirable, right? But to play devil's advocate, what if you didn't change? What if you hadn't changed? I'd probably be dead. Yeah. What's that? You're showing me around. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, I had a, when, had a reading. Yeah, look at that. Look at that light lighting up. Oh, tell me. Get the tea. Put the kettle on. Give me more, guys. Go on. That's a decker. Give us a look. Right. Put, your, put your thing up there. So it's for the benefit of our listeners. What's on there? Is that like a little gremlin or something? That's a decker. That's a skeleton. Right. And that's the chalice, right? Yeah. I'll tell you the story about that. Go for it. Are you, are you ready? I'm well prepared. Deep breath. <laughs> right, so. Ready. So. I done me Ironman in 2017 yeah. in August, right? Yeah. 
August, September. So I'd say the end of August, start of September, I went out to Hout on a walk with my wife and the yeah. kids. And there's these stalls out there. Mm. So we're walking through and there's this tarot card reading. And yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't really believe them as such, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's no queue there. My wife knows I wouldn't be queuing up or anything like that. So she's like, go in and get your reading. Yeah. So she knows I'm after changing a bit, you know, so she's, she'd be into it. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm not going in. She goes, just go bleeding in. <laughs> so anyway, I walk in and uh, I sit down. And the first thing she says, you wouldn't be here if there was a queue, right? Now, I don't know whether she was listening or she had mics out, yeah. right? So I'm already sceptical going, I'm telling her nothing. You know, I'm <laughs> She's holding my... earpiece in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm keeping my cards close to me, right. chest, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm talking to her and, and uh, she goes, pick a card. So I pick the card and the death card comes out. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck. So I'm only have to change my life. I'm dead already. <laughs> right? But she said it was a matter of life and death that I took the role I took. Wow. That's what that meant. So it was a good card. In a sense, you know. So she told me a lot of other stuff when I was a kid, and it all made sense. Like, mm. and I was like, and I hadn't told her much now, like, yeah. you know. And then um, at the end, she says, You can ask a question, pick a card and ask a question. So I picked the card, and the chalice came out. Yeah. And she, and she says, Right, ask a question, right? You know, mm. I was only six months in this sport. And I said, How successful am I going to be at the sport I'm in? Mm. And she looked at me and says, You're going to rub shoulders with the best. Right? And I said, Give me money back. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, but that's the truth. She says, you're going to rub shoulders with the best athletes in the world. You're going to make money from what you're doing. Right? So, anyway, I'm, I'm you know, I'm thinking like, Jesus, it's a bit early, but mm. okay, let's see what happens. Yeah. Right? So, I, I become pro then about a year after that. Right? Mm. And in the April, my first ever pro race, listen to this one, this will give you chills, because it gave me chills. My first ever pro race, I'm in Marbella, I'm standing at the pro, on the pro line, going into the sea. So you have, all the pros stand there, the age group is standing behind you. Yeah. And they play the music and, and I'm standing there and now stands beside me. Ew. Alistair Brownlee, double Olympic champion. Fuck. Shoulder to shoulder with the best. <laughs> Shit. And I look at him and went, oh, fuck's sake. Mental. Yeah. Fuck. Double Olympic champion, shoulder to shoulder. And it was his first ever Ironman. No way. Yeah. First ever half Ironman. He doesn't do halves. It was his first time stepping up to be an Ironman. No yeah. way. He normally does the Olympics and the standards, and and it was his first ever Ironman, and he stands shoulder to shoulder with me. Oh, well, you were like, where did I tell you? I uh, met this bleeding uh, tarot card reader. reader. <laughs> Talking about you, cunt. <laughs> but really? Fuck me. Yeah, that's chills. No like, way. That chills. Is chills. Yeah, yeah. Like I got chills there. Mm. Like I was like, that's fucking. Like and then and then that gets me thinking. Because I don't know if you've seen my video on YouTube. I did. Did yeah. you? Yeah, so yeah, my I first ever nice. video. Uh, the, one that, the one in Darnell, the, the black, did you see it? Um, I first watched one. your motivation video. It was a four or something, right? So yeah. the first one I ever made, right? Um, geez, I'm not going to lose what I was going to say there. Uh, Brownlee video. Uh, I can't remember. <sighs> You were standing in the you're standing in the line. You, we we were buzzing about the tarot card reader, and then uh, you're saying, "Did you see my video?" And I said, "I seen the motivational one." And you said, "That's for." <laughs> you can edit that one. For anything, I can't remember what I was going to say, but your name's Jer, my name's Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but I can't remember what I was going to say. What? Well, listen, like what? What a what a uh, like. Um, like, I, did you think at any point about f football? No. Even even to, like, you know, 
um, go into it in some direction in terms of like coaching or being around it. No. And the reason I'm asking that is, is you know, uh, maybe I'm being a bit presumptuous, but like, is there a lot of pain around football for you in terms of like when you think about what you could have been and to go back into it might have been a little bit too painful or just would have maybe invoked some kind of, you know, emotions that you didn't want to. Um, it, you know, it was the fact that I couldn't be as good as I wanted to be. Yeah. Killed yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. tried for a few years, like, don't mm. get me wrong, I, I signed up at Thames over a few years mm. and I could never get back that touch that I always had and it used to kill me. Yeah. And I, and no disrespect, but it used to be better than, I grew up with all these lads that used to play with me at Schoolboy. Yeah. And these were all better than me now. Mm. And I was going, Oh, fuck sake. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What's going on here? It was yeah. killing me, like. Yeah. And it wasn't a bit begrudging, like, I wasn't going, fuck you. It was like, I was mm. just like, I was just like, you know. But do you think now that you've kind of come, like, I mean, for what you've uh, you've achieved with the, you know, the tr- being a triathlete, a professional triathlete, um, do you feel that in some way, like, all roads have led you to this point because you were meant to be on this journey, meant to be on this road? That's what my point was with the video. See? <laughs> now, get out of me bleeding tarot cards here now. <laughs> right, so that's what my point was, actually, because that's at the end of the video, that's what I say. Yeah. So I, I believe, right, that I went through all the suffering I went through. Yes. In my life to come to where I am now, to go back and help people in prisons, to go back and help people, anyone with self-belief, with no self-belief. I believe that. Mm. There's some reason for it. Absolutely. Why did I go and suffer for 18 years? Why did I lose becoming a professional soccer player? Yes. To suffer for 18 years, to now come back and be a professional triathlete. Like, who, where does that happen? Yeah. At 36, I was a pro mm-hmm. triathlete. Mm-hmm. 26 years of age. That's like, what I mean. It's You're a bit weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at each other. Not at all, not at all. Young book. But that, uh, like... That's what my point was. Sorry. Every episode that I have, people come on here, I always ask them about life purpose. Mm. Now, listeners are probably sick of me saying it, but I'm so interested in it to see where people's heads at are in terms of, like, looking at what you've gone through, no matter how good, how bad whatever experience you've had that it's all led you to so because i feel like that's happened with me everything that i've happened in my life i feel like it's led me to this point where i'm able someone asked me before about like we'll say the podcast interviewing fighters for fight connect tv or whatever else you know do, do you feel like it's your purpose and it's like i really enjoy it it's a this is all a passion but what i enjoy is connecting with people Mm. And 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 sharing experiences and giving people a platform to be able to share their journeys and their experience yeah, yeah. in the hope that it goes and it helps, you know, somebody else or someone listening. That's an inspiration in itself, but because without you as doing this yourself and other people doing podcasts, we wouldn't get an audience to express ourselves, mm. and you wouldn't be he- like. There's a perfect point actually because I've done that what. What's a story podcast, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Mero and the boys. I can't and think of who's he does the podcast with. Just that you touched on that. And yeah. I just want to give you some credit for that. Um, I, I actually put up something on Instagram after uh, Dunleer the Ironman, right? Yeah. The next day, I put up, I'm going for a swim to remove the lactic acid from my legs and all. Anyone want to join me, I'm going down to Port Marnock at such such time, right? Mm. So I get there and there's three lads that I know that are athletes and there's one lad sitting on the wall. And I'm like... And I know him from years and years ago. Mm. I won't mention names, but I was, I was like, you know, I was a bit taken back from it. Yeah. And uh, he called me over and he says, uh, he says, because of you now, I'm going to council and you've, you've like, more or less saved my life. Like, Fuck. You know? And that's true, a podcast. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it is, it is very, 
like we do need people like you giving back because you're giving back without even realizing probably but without you was given that platform for us mm. to express our feelings we wouldn't be saving people's lives together oh you made me fucking cry do you know what I mean bro? I just wanted to hand. talk shit on an L podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm saving people's lives. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. Are. I'm joking because I'm I'm getting yeah. I'm getting emotional on this. But yeah, but that's is, that's, really. that's that's the reason why I wanted to do it, and mm. that's the reason why that should be our passion. Because my yeah. passion is to save one person's life. Yeah. When I don't want to go into the prisons and give a talk because I'm having a shitty day, mm-hmm. I revert it back to I'm saving the kid's dream. Yes. Get your ass in there. It's yeah. not about you. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It, that that voice that you heard about giving back like that I you know some people that are it, it depends on where you sit in the the spiritual spirituality spectrum right mm. some people that are staunch atheists would just be like that's just your conscience that's just your inner thoughts that's just giving back right I would definitely lend yourself to that as your soul and that is your spirit guiding you to like lead you on a journey that you need to be on Um. And it really doesn't matter like what way you think of it or what it is. What matters is mm. that you listen to that. 100%. And there'll be a lot of people out there. <clears throat> and it's so important because right, it, you don't have to be doing something fantastic like you're doing. It could be anything in your life where you hear an inner voice telling you to stop, take drugs, to quit your job, to whatever it is, to listen to it. it your gut, right? It's yeah. where trust your gut comes from. 100%. You know? I definitely listen to me go. Yeah. Not, it's... Probably saved me life a few times <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> if it doesn't make sense, don't do it. That's it. There's nothing to be gained. <laughs> Listen to me. When you go back into um, your first talk, prison talk. Yeah. Um, how, how, like, I mean, how does it, how did you um, be put into the position of being able to go back to prison? Yeah. So I'd knock on every door nearly. Like, I'd, yeah. T- I didn't just like. <clears throat> Like, I assume they don't invite you back. No. You're like, doing I mean, fantastic. Come in here and have a chat, yeah. you know? So we went to uh, Pathways, actually, which is local here, up, up by Temple Street. Yeah. So I, I was mooching around trying to get some sort of contacts. And mm. anyway, I just walk into Pathways and go, can I do a chat for your, like, the people that are here? Because Pathways is a place where you go when you come out of prison. Yeah. You go into Pathways and they try and give you some guidance. Mm. So I just went in there and sat there with six people and just talked like about my life story mm. and they all really enjoyed it and your man that was there actually a fella called Christy they had a chat then I think a day after and a meeting yeah. and I was saying I want to get into the prisons and there was a girl out of uh, Weefield there that was a PE teacher or something and she brought me in there for the wellness week and that was it mm. and then just spoiled I had Cork ring me like Weefield like everyone yeah. I'm, I'm going into Weefield every week like doing a I launched a 12 week program with an officer uh Mr. Moran, I can't think of his first name, but anyway, I launched a, a program with him for yeah. 25 years and under, uh, prisoners. And we just go in and give them, set them some goals, and, mm. you know, just to look after them. Are these prisoners who are being forced to go to it, or do they have to make a decision say, I want to go to it? Like, yeah. where is their mindset at in terms of, like, where they're at at the moment? Like, they be, like, the Tony Moran, the officer up there, in fairness, is a great lad. He'd encourage them, but at the end of the day, it's up to them to come yeah. up. They're not forced, no. Yeah, okay. Nothing well, is forced in prison. Yeah, really. Oh, really, yeah. No, you're forced into your cell, that's it. <laughs> Get into the bleeding cell. <laughs> we're locking, we're shutting the doors. <laughs> Seven o'clock at night, I tell you. <laughs> you know all about it. <laughs> 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 well, no, let's have another ten minutes. 
Get the fuck it's in. how bad it is. Oh, Ten yeah, more minutes. Slightly like. last hour in the pub. Get the fuck. <laughs> like, ah, I just want to brush my teeth. <laughs> In terms of um, you know the reception that you got or the reception that you do get, like what what a kind of um, feedback are you getting from the prisoners that are hearing you speak about what you've achieved? Yeah, I'm giving them hope. Yeah, yeah, and they love the generation change. Key word, right? And generation. I want. Why is that? Is that because a little bit the responsibility gets lifted off their shoulders? Do you want me to make a cry again? (laughs) Yeah, please do. Yeah. So. uh, Yeah, so when my son was born, yeah. I swore to myself I was going to change my whole generation, mm. 180 degrees, that my son was going to look at me and see a man, mm. and that my son's son and their sons and all their sons, when one of them becomes an Olympic champion, mm. in years to come, 100 years down the line, they're going to turn around, look back, and I'm going to be on top of the tree, and I'm going to say, that was me. I changed this. Mm. That's the generation change. Fuck. <laughs> 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 and that's what I tell them and that's the truth that's where I'm going with it that's how deep yeah. I'm going <clears throat> yeah that's a generation change you yeah. make the choice to change a generation and stand up and be a man mm. and be a be your family's hero yeah change your name it's not it's not rocket science you mm. don't like something being done to you yeah don't carry on but it's the perfect mix isn't it of acknowledging that it didn't start with you and there's a great book actually called it didn't start with you I can't remember who was boy but um Acknowledging that it didn't start with you, but also that you, it comes a point where you have to accept responsibility and take personal, be 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 aware and take personal responsibility for mm. the change that that is needed. Absolutely. For you to change the course of whatever path that you're on, right? Absolutely. Like I mean, my main thing is, if you did not like being brought up the way you were brought up, mm. do not enforce that on your own people. Yes. And that's it. Mm. It's not rocket science. Yeah. I didn't like it. Mm. Why would I continue on? Yeah. yeah. So, I'm not yeah. saying it's easy, but it's not rocket science mm. to know that. Did you go through therapy when you got out of prison? Or did you do therapy or counselling in prison? Yeah, I done counselling and therapy in prison and I done about 20 sessions when I got mm. out to work on myself because I believe you have to work on yourself to grow. Yeah. True growth comes from hands up, I need to I need work here. Yeah. And you the know? inner work is painful. Yeah. Right? But People think that like counseling therapy like oh you just go in you talk shit for like an hour and it's true inner work true inner growth is very difficult yeah you know you have to be open to it like. yeah you can't have bad days you have to just man up mm. and go in and just walk on yourself i walked on myself for my wife and for my kids yeah they were important and i needed a change for them mm-hmm. or else i could have been single or not seeing my kids and yeah. You know what I mean? And what I said to myself, I'm going to get help because I feel it's me, I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. And if I get help and I'm not the problem, then she can fuck off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, you know, you have to just make a decision. You should be on the kennel tonight, so you will. <laughs> She's giving out to me all the time, right? Yeah. Because I'm being a bollocks and I'm telling myself I'm not a bollocks because people do that. Mm. They, they get into this rut and think, no, I'm right. Yeah. And that's so wrong. I remember loads of times I went to the council and I'd be saying to the council, no, tell her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the council would say, no, you're wrong. And would tell me how I was wrong and I would say, Jesus Christ. I know, I How wrong was I? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Really wrong. Yeah. And it happened to me before. I'm high-fiving for your wife in that but situation. You know I mean? Like, yeah. Like, and I told, I mean, I argued with her probably for three or four days before that and I said, I watched him and I go back to that mm. councillor and I was put me box. Yeah. I was wrong, like. What do you do if one of your kids turns around to you in 10, 15 years and 
asks about your like I mean is is your is it or is it an open conversation? <laughs> My kids had the prison the pro tops on the Dublin Madison. Did you give over? <laughs> <laughs> but has there ever been a conversation about you know what dad's you know what dad's previous life was like, and what happens when they grow up? Let's say like you know let's hope they don't. But if, if yeah. something happened where one of them did get into a similar background, like how are you? When you're faced with like, well, you did it. Yeah. What's the conversation that you have then, or is that just something that you don't? You think just have it? to support. No, you, look, it, it can happen to anyone. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm, I'm, no one's, no one's perfect. No yeah. family's perfect. You just don't know what's gonna happen. Like you yeah. can't. And like if it happens, you just have to support. Mm. You know, and just you just support. That's all you can do, yeah. and just try and guide them and try and plant seeds. What I do with a lot of people now. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't give up on people. Like there's some people out there like turn their back on people and people who are in crime. Look, I'd still talk to people that are in crime. Yeah. Because there's times I talk to them and I'm trying to plant seeds to them, tell them it's a better life away from that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I don't but talk to them, I don't get that. At what point at what point do you break away? Do you know what I mean? Or like what I'm asking is um, you know, if someone is causing you pain because of their actions that they're you know whatever way they decide to live their life like and they're you know part of your family or their close friends or whatever it is and they cause you pain and they cause you anxiety and all these things that happen oh, yeah, yeah. like at what point do you walk away or are you saying like be at a distance I'm here in the background I'll always support you but for now I have yeah. to give you this oh, little yeah. bit of space oh I have I have it at yeah. the minute with, with mm-hmm. a brother of mine you just look at you're not going to change them yeah. it has to come to them from themselves all yes. you can do is plant seeds yeah. and tell them I'm here for you when you're not in that life mm. I don't want to be part of that life I love you you tell them you love them because a lot of them are caught in this because they don't they don't feel loved Yeah. just tell them you love them there's a better life away from that mm-hmm. you plant the seeds you know what I mean yeah. whatever it may be look my brother have kids I send them pictures of the, I bring his kids out I send them pictures of me and his kid yeah. This should be you. Just seeds. Mm. You're planting seeds in yeah. a nice way. No point in putting someone down that's already down. Mm. That doesn't work. You know? Smile. Tell them this is the better life. Come on over. Yes. You're more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's it. Absolutely. That's all you can do. That is pretty much all you can do. Because yeah. they will not change because you want them to change. It yeah. has to come from them. Absolutely. But if they see good, that you're doing well and you're doing good and life is better. Do you know what I mean? Something might go off at some day. Go, Jesus, you know what? It does look good over there, doesn't it? It does look good. <laughs> so I can see it already. Green fields, bright, yeah, you know. Rainbows. Points of Guinness. Yep. No, I'm not drinking. <laughs> Can't drink. Marathons and Ironmans and <laughs> swims and all. Oh, no, I'm on the finish line waving you all yeah, in. You can support. <laughs> you can do the podcast and <laughs> help us save people. We're live here. Uh, but listen, before I let you go, we've been rambling here, geez, I'd have you sitting here all night. Yeah, I know. But before you go, if, if someone was listening, and um, not even if, you know, it was like a a situation where they were, you know, in criminal activity or anything like that, but just someone who's listening that's like, God, I feel very inspired in, in what Jerry's after saying there and listening to it. And, and, you know, I wouldn't mind giving the L Iron Man a bash. Like, what would you, because you obviously went from complete beginner, no experience whatsoever. Yeah. What what would be the first steps that you, you would advise people to take? If they're in similar situations to me. If they were just, not necessarily in, just, like, yeah. after coming out of prison or anything, but, you know, that were just, like, looking for a bit of a change and they, they feel slightly inspired by what you've spoke about. Yeah, nice. just, you know what, put on some runners and just get out. Yeah. Just get even get out and walk. Mm. 1K a day. Yeah. Build on that. 
because you be, you'd be surprised what that'll do for your confidence, yeah. for your self-belief and for your head. I believe the power of sports can change a person. Yes. I really believe in that. Mm. Because a lot of people don't engage in counselling or other stuff for their minds, but I believe sport is a big game changer. Mm-hmm. Sport can change a man, 100%. Yeah. So get out and get active. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sport, like a bit of training is great for the head, like really is absolutely so look you don't, and you don't have to be a competitive person get out and walk mm. and just start and get one foot in front of the other yeah and you'd be surprised because i tell you what happened to me the beast was woken up <laughs> so you could wake up your own beast your inner beast, your inner I, beast. Love that. I love that <laughs> and very quickly before because we're, we're on the subject <clears throat> we're talking just before we started recording there about sea swimming yeah you were you're up to 50 minutes is that what you're saying you were out there this week oh yeah Oh, actually, no. Uh, do you, have you heard of Wim Hof before? Do you ever hear of Jerry Redmond? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just check these listen, things, listen, you know. Listen. Don't be blasting on about Wim Hof, and you're like, who's he? <laughs> Six weeks ago, I went on cold showers, right? Yeah. Haven't had a hot shower since. At all? No. There's a thing called the flinch. Do you ever hear of it? No. Do you ever get into a, a cold shower? Yeah, oh, yeah. And you go, yeah. <gasps> that's the flinch, right? Right, okay, yeah. If you can overcome the flinch, you build willpower. Mm. Very strong willpower. Mm. Try it works well I chair you're looking at a seasoned cold shower here well, I'm up, yeah yeah but I, I only manage about 30 seconds and it's weak well, well I sea swim two or three times a week oh cool and I'm yeah. up to eight uh, this week I got eight minutes in right which is it's good it's good now it's not great yeah. but when you're in it's eight, oh, it's eight minutes it's getting cold yeah so I, I started sitting in the sea I think about eight weeks ago yeah for fi- 20 minutes I've done eight weeks ago now I'm down to mm. 15 minutes so last night at nine o'clock you know what I mean? It was Baltic. Mm. And, I, and I got in for 15 minutes. But it's like you have to zone out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, zone mm. out. I'm getting belts of waves. Like, yeah. I'm like, just. Mm. And I couldn't feel my legs, which is a good thing because <laughs> yeah. you don't have to worry about your legs anymore. <laughs> so I find that a good thing. Once my legs go, like, my legs are gone. So it's just the top body you don't have to worry about. Yeah. And they're like boring. Like, yeah. But like, it's great for the head. Look, I woke this morning really strong, felt really mm. fresh, strong, healthy, you know? Yeah. And it adds to even talking and all. I, I find it's good for me mm. on the spot. And, you know, even for just public speaking and all. Absolutely. Pretty good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I imagine so. But even it's it's so... Um, for something that can be like 8 to 10 minutes or 8 to 15 minutes, like a half an hour every day to get to the beach or whatever it is, it's free. You jump in, you throw a towel on you when you get out and home and the impact that it has on like your mind, your body as well. Like, and then the next day, like you're saying, or going to bed that night, I'm just feeling fresh yeah. and having, you know, just, it's like that thing. It's, it's, um, for me, it's kind of, it's very similar to when I do jujitsu and it's that thing of like, when you're in that cold, you're not thinking about anything else in your head except how goddamn cold this is right now. Do you know what I just shout? I would be shouting at the whales. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I shout at the whales. It's funny, right? Because <laughs> every time I get in and I have this thing, I, I can't do the like one leg in. Yeah, yeah. I have to just walk straight down, head first, dive yeah, straight in yeah. oh, all, all the time or else yeah, I'm yeah. just, I can't do it, right? And, um, when I get in, like when I literally, when your head goes under, that initial like five seconds, I every single time I repeat to myself, you're alive, you're alive. You're alive. And it's actually not yeah. like a pre-programmed thing. It's yeah, actually yeah. my body telling my brain, like you're alive, it's okay, it's happened, relax. you're okay, relax. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes if it's during the day, you turn around and you get a sweet spot where the sun is like belting down on your head. And yeah, you kind of have a moment Lovely. of, oh, a bit of heat, a bit of heat. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 
do you time yourself with a watch like no I don't no, do you not? no, no oh, you I need just to time yourself it's worse well, on I the look, mind. I look, I look um, on my phone when I'm getting in, like, you know, you know, yeah. 3.12 or whatever, and then I get in. And I stay there for, as, and I actually quite enjoy being in water. Like, I become quite childlike mm. in water, yeah, yeah. I find. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it brings me back to a lot of stuff in my childhood. There was, like, stuff at home, whatever. My mom would just, you know, bring me swimming. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it would be my little escape for that, like, hour or whatever it is. So I find water very therapeutic now. Yeah, and very, good. you know, I kind of go back to, like... And it's also one of the... Um, that's a fucking ball of crying here now. <laughs> it's one of the things that I can remember from a child and my dad saying to me that he remember him telling people how proud he was of me for swimming because I used to swim mm-hmm. when we go on holidays and stuff and I swim long yeah, distances. Yeah. I'd be like, why, Tommy, I'm going to do 100 lengths. Like, and you know, when you say, look, go on, dive in. And he used to like, there used to be, we stayed in this place um, in Palmanova and it had, um, uh, what are those really deep pool calls? They're small, but they're really deep. What you? A pl- plunge pool, plunge, oh, plunge pool. pool, yeah, yeah. And he'd throw like a rock or something down the end. You're right, lady, right down you go. And I can remember it. And I was no on, way. you know, because I used to like go right down. Like I got it. Showing off, showing off. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, and it's it's just kind of one of those things where like you know it's probably one of minimum things that like I can remember him saying. You know, well yeah. done and proud of you. You know what I mean? So um, it's. Yeah, it's it's weird how it all kind of like. Yeah, because you find a little bit of passion out of sea then, and I was. Yeah, I do. I do. your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's good. You yeah. do 15 minutes for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for failing you, Jared. Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to like do 60 down. minutes and I'm going to be like, minutes. right, I'm going to have live on Facebook. Right, Jared, tune in there. 60 yeah. minutes. Beat that. Beat that. <laughs> we set up a thing yeah. where we do yeah. that challenge. Yeah. That's not a bad idea, yeah. actually. Maybe we'll think about doing that. Yeah. But I, I must, I'll have to do it from sea point. That's where I <laughs> Yeah, go. well, it makes no odds. Water's the same temperature over there. In, in the north side, I hope. <laughs> Might be a bit warmer over <laughs> there, actually. We have heaters. We have heaters out in Dunleary when we yeah. come out. Like, yeah. um, but listen, uh, thank you very much for coming in. No really inspiring story and um, delighted to get you in. Yeah, cool. And uh, well, you'll have to come back in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, keep us posted back in next month. Win the world championship. What, what's what's <laughs> coming up? Like, what's the next? So, the next like, thing? at the minute, I'm I'm on off season. I just done the double marathon on Sunday. Yeah. So, oh no way! How'd you get on? Yeah, I got. I actually, I gave up my race to lead a sub three lads around. What's that mean? Now I'm, I'd be totally in the Sub three is like, a, it's, a, it's a really good time. Like two fifty eight. Right. Okay. So I led them, eight of them around to get under sub three. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant. And I got six of them to do. I had like two of them pulled out. Like, yeah, oh, they finished the book. Just had an injury. Yeah, so I got six of them in. But have a look at my video. I dragged one of them across with the head. I see. I actually seen that. I did see that. <laughs> had them by the neck. Yeah, you were. You were streaming. It was like um, there's a really you famous there's a really famous video, isn't it? What are those yeah, two that's brothers? The, that's the Brownleys. The Brownlee brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so anyway, I got him. I got him through. Anyway, he pulled out at forty k, and I grabbed him. And I'd carry them all the way down. The cheek of forty k. I'd just leave them out at forty k. You will, your box. Hell, forty k. Fair play to you. Yeah, forty two k altogether. But well, it was a handy, handy sub tray for me. Look, like it was a walk in the park. Really was. You're used to doing like well, that. Yeah, like two forty five pace, I'd say. Very, oh, very quickly. Are, uh, what's your diet? Do you eat meat? Ah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm going, actually, I'm going on a. Uh, I'm going on a diet on. 
in January he said the wife said we're going to do because we watched some uh, thing on Netflix you see oh, give over the game changes yeah oh here we're going to be here for another two hours oh, no so yeah no. I think we're going mass to... propaganda yeah. mass propaganda yeah yeah the guy who who made that um, spoof is it it is a spoof yeah and yeah. my WhatsApp group the two, the two of the girls that I had on the show Haley and, and Lindsay their their whole lives are consumed with studying like yeah well food for everything right and your man i need my brother here he he knows all the ins and outs but the guy who directed us um what's your man's really famous guy i don't know just someone put up on whatsapp and we watched it and me and her watching we like geez we get more stuff from vegetables than you want from yeah right so they don't there's a big thing that the the guys who done it on the documentary they actually i think something like three quarters of them experience like a lack and whatever else after the documentary so it's not sustainable yeah. right it's basically like saying if you change your diet from what you've been eating now to to something completely different your body is going to change the course of how it of works course. because of like it's, yeah. it's the shock of it whatever it's right like but your man who made it i can't remember he made titanic james cameron is it james cameron i think he done it is it but anyway whoever it is owns a pea, a pea ah, protein yeah. um company there's loads. I need someone. I don't have enough yeah, I know. information. Scam. Oh, no. Wait, no we're, we have it up in the thing. This is brilliant. We have a little screen now. Game Changers Director. That's not him, no. Um, go down a bit. There you go. That first one there. Um, I don't recognize that name. There was something this produced by... Yeah, and Schwarzenegger and Lads in the neck of him. Yeah, Spill. the neck of him. But he actually does eat a vegan diet, I suppose. They Plant-based diet. Is that what it is? Plant-based diet, yeah. I don't know. I would well, just see, as I would that, question everything yeah. that's been pumped in her. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, as a triathlete, that probably wouldn't be sustainable for me. I don't think so. Do you know, I need three and a half thousand calories a day to four thousand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So like, I eat healthy, but at the same time, like, I'll have a Snickers, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No harm in a Snickers. No harm in a Snickers. But listen, and I tell you. Um, yeah, I just, I will be very nervous of like, you know, all of a sudden veganism has been pumped down our throats. Yeah, it yeah, is, all, it? It's all just come together very it's conspicuously. Like, vapes, isn't it? like the vapes and then like saying, oh, the vapes are causing all this on, you know, like yeah. who's saying that? The cigarette companies? Yeah. yeah. Trust they're, no one. They're trust paying no someone one. else to say it. Yeah. yeah this it's a scam. just literally like trust yourself and that's it. <laughs> like believe nothing. But anyway. Sorry, I brought it up now. <laughs> oh, no, if you get your worst score ever next year or your no, worst time, we'll know work. it's from the vegan diet. It doesn't work. Um, but listen, so yeah, that's uh, in terms of stuff that's coming up. What's next? So look, I'll set up my uh, season in January yeah. with a coach, and we'll hit certain targets. Yeah. Sub nine is for next year. Yeah. Uh, but like, I suppose that's on a sports note. Yeah. On an education note, I'm looking to get into skills to crime prevention programs which I have already generated majorly needed so it's already in the school I'm getting a rubber stamped at the minute <laughs> it's already created I created it on a, a slideshow amazing it's already done so I'm just waiting for a rubber stamp and then I go into schools yeah. and youth centres mm. uh, and it just it just basically shows them uh, that if you pick clothes watches which what do you go for right mm. and then I show them that it leads down this road Yeah. that like Material stuff will get you into so much trouble. Mm. And I show them the gory stuff like shootings, deaths, yeah. suicides, you mm. know, shootings at houses. That's that's what comes with. 
Yeah. And, then and is it worth it? No, Fuck it's not no. worth it. And then just tell them to stay in sports. Sports is a mm. great thing for self belief and community. You know, yeah. just get involved in the community around like minded people and um education obviously is mm-hmm. the number one fact. Yeah. Like and just stay in school and, and always follow your dreams as a kid because, you know, when you're a kid you don't really think you can be something. Yeah. You know. And I'm telling them you can. One hundred percent you can. If you want to be a pilot, a doctor, a nurse, whatever you want to be, it doesn't matter where you're from. There's doors for everyone. Mm. If you're from north side, south side, you know what I mean? There's always doors there for someone for a scholarship or something. If you want it bad enough, you can have it. Like yes. That's the fact. Like mm. It is. Like You know yourself. Like If someone comes to you and they're adamant to be a nurse, a nurse, a nurse, you know, they're going to get the help. Yeah. People that help. There's good people out there, do you mm. know what I mean? In yeah. schools and locals that will guide someone, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, just let them know that, that just to follow your dream. No matter what it is, it's your dream. Yeah. You know, don't gauge your dream off another person's dream. Mm-hmm. Just because their dream seems bigger than yours. Yeah. It's not it's not about theirs. It's your dream is your dream. So yeah. follow your own, you know. And the only person who can take it off you is yourself. Exactly. Right? The only person who can get it is yourself. Absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> throw in an A. I'm not a religious person, but I'll throw in an Amen. <laughs> well, listen, thank you very much. And I'm really excited to, to hear about everything that yeah. you're doing out this year. Um, and come back into us. Will do. Yeah, keep in touch. Uh, Joe Redmond for the first exchange.